0: Welcome to the Sweetness of Trial podcast and commentary. My name is Chuck Malone, and I am the author of the book, The Sweetness of Trial, A Perspective to Help You Win, Not Just Endure, available in both paperback and Kindle on the Amazon book platform, written by Charles P. Malone. Welcome to The Sweetness of Trial Book Reading and Commentary, Episode 10, Part 2, Pages 143 to 149. Hi, my name is Chuck Malone, and I am the author of the book, The Sweetness of Trial. Today's episode is titled, Hope Smiles, Part 2, Testimony. The purpose of this book, serving as a guide to help you understand more fully the nature of trial and how to use it to help fulfill your legacy, was written to be your companion through whatever trial or opposition you might be experiencing at the time, reminding you that this too shall pass and the sun will once again shine brightly in your life. It is my hope that you will learn to savor the sweetness offered by trial as you experience the Savior's love for you by accepting his atonement for your sins and your struggles. Let the Comforter fill your heart and soul with evidence of life before and life hereafter. As one eternal round, we were before, we are now, and we will yet become. I offer my solemn and sincere testimony to those who took the time, not only to read and turn the pages, but also found the strength to fall to their knees in humble supplication and invite the Spirit of God to enter and reside therein. I promise you, as one who has traveled and is still traveling the journey of life with trial as my guide, that god is a fair and loving heavenly father who resisted the easy and sure way that would have meant no pain no suffering no struggle no choices no faith no trial and no growth but instead provided a way back to him that would be a journey of twists and turns deep valleys and steep hills so that we would learn He will not leave us comfortless. He will send his spirit to guide us, but we will have to live in such a way as to invite this personage into our lives to be willing to repent of our wrongdoings and submit ourselves to becoming better. Our loving Heavenly Father will also send us instructions in the form of personal revelation to help us in our journey but we will need to learn to recognize it when it comes. He will allow trial into our lives as a means of us, that we might be more receptive to this personal revelation. He has chosen leaders on earth to act as prophets, seers and revelators as his mortal representatives in revealing and interpreting truth. Even now, they have written his word in the form of scripture to be used in our lifelong pursuit of learning how to make our way back into his presence after our earth life has ended if we will learn his word as spoken to us in the scriptures he will send us hope through his son jesus christ that all mankind may be saved through his grace and by our works in keeping the commandments. It is my testimony that Heavenly Father has provided a way to become reunited with our loved ones who have departed before us. There is no cause to mourn the complete loss of a loved one taken by death, a temporary separation. It would be cruel to imagine ourselves being allowed to love And not having that love continue and be built upon as the scriptures testify, all things have been created spiritually before they were created physically. All living things shall live on. I have struggled with a closing for this book. I have never experienced such a hunger to finish something yet find myself unable to finish because there is more to write. I have aged during this writing effort. Although my worldly hearing seems to be weakening, I have grown to hear more loudly those whisperings of the comforter promised by the Savior as I learn to seek the scriptures for direction each time I hit a roadblock. Be careful for what you pray. I once had a horse named bottle each time we went for a ride bottle could sense when I was ready to head back to the stable and sometimes even before I was ready, it was amazing to see the energy return to his frame as he carried me homeward. I feel that same energy as I sense the end of this riding experience. I even prayed to my Heavenly Father to somehow give me more time to write. And I am not an order of priority by any way. A husband, a father, a real estate broker, a grandfather, a great-grandfather, a landlord, a temple ordinance worker, a sealer in the temple, a stake patriarch a prison minister, a ward minister, and an author, plus a few other titles I can't remember at the moment. <laughs> I just need more time to write, I again prayed, hoping for an early Christmas present in the form of a quick real estate sale to support my family while I finished this book. The next morning, my eyes opened it 3 30 a.m. no i exclaimed that's not what i meant (laughs) but that is how my prayers were answered another great lesson provided by my loving heavenly father teaching me that life is about sacrificing for those things we want badly enough to lose sleep over he wasn't going to provide enough home sales to cover me for the rest of the year but he was going to help me rise early enough to get in two or three hours of writing before most people begin to stir. And in return, I would place my hands on the keyboard and begin to write. At times I have felt his hands on mine. As I try to interpret the feelings and emotions that often flood my soul and try to keep pace with those feelings, as I place his words and mine on the screen in front of me. I find that I cannot write well at night, after I have given much to the aforementioned important parts of my life. I am a morning person who loves the silence of a slumbering household, so I allow myself to be responsive to a gentle nudging of the Spirit even at 3.30 in the morning, close to the finish line. I now realize how much I will miss the experience of hearing his voice without having to filter through the noise of the world. Sometimes I find I am even disappointed when the natural man in me overrides the spirit, and I sleep past my precious writing time. I somehow feel cheated. Yet I know I was probably getting to be a little grouchy and short towards others, (laughs) so hence my wife, from lack of sleep. Point is, follow your dream, and don't be surprised where it takes you, because if you partner with God and make yourself available to Him, you will be amazed at the journey. It likely will not be easy, and at times it could be downright discouraging when the road takes a turn and you lose your way. But remember your partner and seek to find him first and then find your way. I commit this book to you, the reader, with the most powerful story I can think of, that exemplifies persistence in facing trial, and with a strong storyline that reads, although things may not turn out short-term as the world would write the script, everyone can live happily ever after. But first, a quote from author and poet M. Louise Haskins, taken from her great work, The Gate of the Year, first published in 1908, and I quote, As I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, go out into the darkness and put your hand in the hand of God. That shall be to you better Than a light and safer than a known way. With that setting, I would like to draw from a story told by President Thomas S. Monson during the April 2009 Semiannual General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. His talk was entitled, Be of Good Cheer and recounts the following story of faith and persistence in the face of trial. In the final days of World War II, the occupying forces determined that Germans in East Prussia must go to Western Germany to seek a new home. A young German widow whose husband had been killed during the final days of the war was now left alone to care for their four children and forced to make the thousand mile journey on foot she and her children began the journey in late summer and having neither food nor money to sustain them along the way only added to the dangers from panic-stricken refugees and plundering troops as days turned into weeks and months the temperatures dropped below freezing with her three older children struggling behind her. The young widow carried her smallest child, a baby, in her arms. When the snow came, the days and nights became a nightmare with only a few thin blankets for warmth. And then one morning, the unthinkable happened. The tiny form of her three-year-old daughter was found cold and still. A tablespoon was still, was used to dig a grave in the frozen ground for her tiny, precious child. Death was to be her companion again and again on the journey. First, her seven-year-old son died, and next, her five-year-old son followed, both buried only with the aid of a spoon Finally, as she was near to reaching the end of her journey, her baby died in her arms. The spoon was gone now. So hour after hour, she dug a grave in the frozen dirt with her bare fingers. A moment of overwhelming sorrow and complete bewilderment overtook her as she contemplated all she had lost. How easy it would be to jump off a nearby bridge, she thought, as many of her countrymen were doing. And then as these thoughts assailed her, something within her said, get down on your knees and pray. She ignored the prompting until she could resist it no longer. She knelt and prayed more fervently than she had in her entire life. Dear Heavenly Father, I do not know how I can go on. I have nothing left except my faith in Thee. I feel, Father, amidst the desolation of my soul, an overwhelming gratitude for the atoning sacrifice of Thy Son, Jesus Christ. I cannot adequately express my love for Him. I know that because He suffered and died, I shall live again with my family that because he broke the chains of death i shall see my children again and will have the joy of raising them though i do not at this moment wish to live i will do so that we may be reunited as a family and return together to thee Well, when she finally reached her destination of German in Germany, she was emancipated, her face a purple-gray, her eyes red and swollen, and her joints protruding. She was literally in the advanced stages of starvation. In a church meeting shortly thereafter, she bore a glorious testimony, stating that of all the ailing people in her saddened land, She was one of the happiest because she knew that God lived, that Jesus is the Christ and that he died and was resurrected so that we might live again. She testified that she knew if she continued faithful and true to the end, she would be reunited with those she had lost and would be saved in the celestial kingdom of God. Thomas S. Monson, be of good cheer. April 2009, Semiannual General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. As our journey together concludes, let me speak hope and peace to your soul. No matter the trial you currently find yourself in, you are not alone. Our Savior Jesus Christ promised These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. John 16.33 Be of good cheer. He has overcome the world for you and me. Yes, there will be tribulations, much of which we have no control over and some of which we will bring upon ourselves. But we have learned, haven't we, that this earth life is for gaining experience so that we might overcome the world as our Savior did. He overcame the sins of mankind. We have only the sins of the natural man within us to keep at bay. He laid down his life so that we could return back to our Father's presence. He only asks that we keep his commandments and love one another as he loves us. My friends, I know that this, the ending of this episode of Hope Smiles, is the last reading of this subject, the sweetness of trial, but it ends with a taste of the sequel that I've already written. It's entitled The Winning Through Trial. It's giving you, the reader, a head start in preparing to win now that you hopefully have experienced reading and hopefully feeling the sweetness that can come from trial. Although not yet published, the Lord has placed within my heart words that were anxious to jump from my faithful iPad as my feet carried me safely upon the treadmill at the gym each morning and ultimately into the willing hearts of my readers, I hope you will stick around for the final chapter to to sweetness called Winning Through Trial. Again, I thank you so much for sticking with me throughout the reading and listening to All the emotion that sometimes will swell within me. I hope and pray we meet again. I hope and pray that with this writing and with this podcast, that this will bring perhaps a a new feeling in your heart that if you're having trial, yes, trial will happen, but hopefully trial. In trial there is hope, and in that hope there will be fulfillment. This I can promise you. Have a blessed day. My friends, thank you so much for spending your time with me today in discussing the sweetness of trial. Please join me in future episodes as we learn how to not only endure trial, but to win from it as we continue our journey through my book, The Sweetness of Trial.